Welcome to episode 623 of the PS Nation podcast. I have no idea why I clapped in the middle of saying that, but um, my name you is... you are so excited. <laughs> my name is Dave Hunt. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. Hi, guys. This is uh, awkward. Yeah, and he is the only one that's with me right now. So um, right off the bat, obviously, you know, Josh Langford is no longer with PS Nation. Um, and Glenn will not be on the show unless it's necessary. Um, and it's not necessary. So he has, he is, Glenn is the editor in chief and owner of psnation.com. So, um, I know like a lot of the community has been, it's been a rough week for all of us, um, including Michael and myself. I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak a little bit for Michael when I'm talking here and Michael's probably going to speak a little bit for me. Um, we lost a family member. Uh, Josh is a, Josh is a family member. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the decision, um, but I do sort of understand the decision that was made, if that makes any sense. Um, and if you have any questions or anything like that about it, um, you can direct them to Glenn, although for the most part, he's going to tell you nothing. Um, so Josh helped me tremendously be- to become a better writer. I've been here for almost five years or over five years now. I can't even, it's, I've been here long enough that I can't remember when I started. Um, and he helped me out tremendously in terms of my ability to write. I still suck at it, but I'm better at it because of Josh. Um, and he helped my me become a much, much better podcaster as I have podcasted with him just as much as I have with Michael. Um, and I learned a lot from Josh. And he will be sorely missed. Um, Josh, I consider Josh to be a close friend and an even closer friend over the last you know 12 or 13. 14 months that we've been doing this um, as a group. And I, I mean, full, full honesty, like I was nervous when Glenn retired and Josh said he was staying. Um, I didn't know how that was going to go in terms of the dynamic and things like that. And it worked and we were hitting a stride and figuring things out. But now it's, we just have to move forward. We do this show um, for you guys and the free games, but no, <laughs> for, for, you know, we do the show for the community. I do the show for the community. I love interacting with the community. I've doubled down on interacting with the community since, we, Michael and myself became host on the show. Um, and again, I know a lot of people don't like how quiet I have been, but some things that you guys may or may not know about me is I, I was raised in a, um, I guess the best, maybe the best word is a militaristic house. My father served in the armed services for a long time. My uncle was in the armed services and things like that. And I was brought up in terms of respecting your, um, your authorities and, as editor-in-chief, Glenn is my authority um, in terms of this hobby that I do. I do have somebody that I have to answer to. And just similar to my store managers, even if I don't like them or the people that I work directly for or even my parents, um, I respect them and I listen to what is directed to me, maybe to a fault sometimes. Yeah. And I'm a loudmouth millennial <laughs> who's really restrained when he can be. Yeah. So... Um, and so you're, you know, you can reference our tweets, but I mean, like I said in my tweet, like, like I'm going to, you know, we lost a family member. I don't know what, you know, like I was telling Michael before we recorded, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know what to say to like, like when a best friend loses, you know, when my best friend loses a family member or loses their parent, like you don't know what to say. And we all found out at the same time. Um, pretty much we found out that Josh wasn't going to be part of PS Nation anymore. And then Glenn was coming on the show last week. And that was, you know, what what he wanted, and that's just how it is. Um, and he had his he he had his time that he needed, and if he needs to be on the show again, he will let us know, and we will work on it. Um, but this is Michael's show and my show, and we run this uh, mostly me, 
but um <laughs> i'm the talent though <laughs> um and so like that's where we're at and I'm, I'm i'm telling everybody right now um i will not answer any more questions about josh like it's it's it is a end of subject for me so i, I don't mean to necessarily be that harsh or that direct to you guys i mean i love the community but i don't want to talk about it anymore we the, all the feelings and everything like that that you guys had i've had the same ones um if you could see the text messages between michael and myself over the last you know seven days or eight days like you probably be, would be amazed and what we what went through our heads and things like that so i'm um, gonna give it to michael and let him vent for a second yeah no just to reiterate um like i, I know there was questions about like what's gonna happen with the show uh but like dave said uh I enjoy doing a show for the community, which is why I'm going to continue doing the show with Dave. As long as there's a community that wants to listen and interact with us, uh, we are here for you. Uh, the, the, the way the, the Josh situation went down, I, I wasn't happy, but I know, uh, when it's not my company, there's only so much I can do. Uh, could the messaging have been better? Of course it could have, could it have been handled better? most likely, but it's a tough situation, uh, to go through. Uh, uh this is basically, uh, like I'm going to steal one from Dave cause he didn't use it earlier. This is like a, a weird sort of divorce sort of thing, separation thing. It's kind of hard to decide. And I still want to be here for the community and do this. Um, and I, I don't have details for you guys. I, I know everyone wants details, but it's not my place and I don't know all the details. So, I uh, just want to do a show for you guys. Hopefully people stick around. If you're checking in on this episode out of morbid curiosity, hopefully listening to us will bring you back to, to listen next week as we find a new normal. Uh, mm-hmm. We were hitting a stride, I felt. Uh, and now we have to pivot and make some changes and just find a new normal. And hopefully we find that relatively fast especially with uh, E3 approaching. so. Yeah, and I, I would say, like, for those of you that are very concerned, I saw a lot of stuff about, like, oh, I'm too old for the show. Like, um, most of the people that podcast are probably significantly younger than you if you're saying you're too old for the show. Um, but in terms of, like, the video game world and things like that. But I would say just give us a chance. Um, similar to, like, a lot of the stuff that happened when Glenn retired. Like, just... You know, I, I think that Michael and I surprisingly grew on a lot of people like in maybe or not maybe, but Josh being there helped us grow on those people. But just give us some time. Like we, you know, we love games. We love playing games. Um, I, I, apparently I play games that a lot of games that people don't like. Um, but, you know, that's what I enjoy playing and I don't judge what other people play. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But just give us give us a couple episodes. Give us a chance. So. Yeah. And Dave's got like five kids or six kids or seven kids. So that ages him significantly. Yeah. Uh, for those of you to say you're too old for the podcast, I can almost guarantee you that my son is older than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so, and again, I, and I don't want to like harp on it or like, you know, do the dad talk thing sometimes, but like, this is the end of the Josh conversation. So I, your ask PS nation questions that ask about Josh will be ignored. If you're on the Twitch streams that we're doing and you ask about Josh, it will be ignored. Um, yep. We are still going to E3 um, as of right now. Today, it's just Michael and I, which is uh, k- kind of good and kind of bad. Um, you know, like in terms of our coverage, like we can really double down on certain things that we're doing and and try to be m- more active for you guys there because there's less of us there to try to coordinate things for. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And 
uh, I might explore adding a guest here or there, some more cross, uh, can, you know, cross marketing with some other podcasts and people that I know and things like that and see what I can figure out to not just be Michael and I always talking at you. Um, and then, you know, this has kind of opened my eyes a little bit to diligently trying, and we've talked about it before, but diligently trying to figure out a way to get some more of the staff on. And, uh, I don't think anybody noticed it last week, and I'm gonna—it's gonna be half a joke and half serious. But halfway through that episode last week, Michael switched to his phone. Yes, I did because yeah. my internet and, died. Yeah, and and my ability and my wife's ability to work with some of the audio has gotten a little bit better to where I don't think that we really even noticed it. So that means that I can have uh, staff on th- through Skype on their phones. Yep, as long as they have a good headset. Luckily, yeah. I had a good headset. I had to try like what two different headsets. <laughs> yeah, so. the first headset I put on. You're just like, nope, not doing this. And I'm like, hold yeah. on, I got one more headset. <laughs> yeah, so um, so that that is what it is, and we're going to move forward. Um, and that you're going to hear me say that a lot. The, like I said it in my tweet, like the show must go on. And Michael said it a couple times today, but we're going that we're going to move forward, and we're going to establish a new normal. Yep. And also, you can still find Josh on Twitter, PJF Josh, if you want to say hi or thank him for his years of service uh definitely do that he's active on social media right now so that's 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 nice after he saw his movie apparently yes yes (laughs) all right so if you're still here um you can subscribe to the show if you haven't already via any of your podcast services of choice like glenn mentioned last week he's working on spotify but he's been telling me that for like 14 months so we'll see um and you can also just subscribe uh, to the rss feed uh, psnation.com just click on there and it'll email you when we post a show and you can listen to it on your desktop or your laptop and then you can also stream it on stitcher uh, if you are able to leave us a review on any of your podcast services we will greatly appreciate it and it helps us uh just for more people get exposure to the show so thank you and we're going to kick it over to news and lots and lots of figures it's it, we we're in that time period where we get a b- bunch of financial news and Sony hit us with numbers for the PlayStation 3 as of March 31st 2017. You have a typo they, in there or something or? No, that that is a they had those up to date numbers but they're up to date as of a year ago or 2 years ago. Jesus. Uh but I guess it's because they stopped production on them at a certain point. So these are like yeah, but- their the final numbers. Can you um, go into a store and buy a PS3 right now? Like a new no, one? No, no. Like you couldn't do that a couple years ago. You can't find okay. them. They they were disappearing within like the first couple years of the PS4. Right. Uh, I don't even think they have PS3 games anymore. There's still 360 games out there just because of the, oh, did, the thing you F- hate. Did FIFA stop? <laughs> no, but I don't think they really have them in store anymore. I think now if you want to buy it's only, FIFA, it's only digitally. <laughs> yeah, it's only digitally, or you have to like order it online, just because no one has space for that anymore. But the, I guess the, this is we'll consider this the final numbers for the PS3. Uh, ended up at eighty-seven point four million, um, which is a, a lot, and it almost hit a billion in software units sold it's at nine 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 point four so so I close to a billion sony just buy a bunch of games i know just to get them over that <laughs> uh, but the, the reason i included this new story is because in the same call they gave the total units of ps4 sold uh as of um march 31st of this year and they're at 
96.8 million. So they are almost at a hundred million. They have already surpassed the PS3's lifetime sales. I mean, we're getting to the end of this one, but they huge, huge number for that. Um, this puts it. So if you look at their total worldwide hardware sales, I'm using PlayStation lifestyles, uh, figures, uh, for this, uh, PS one, so if, if it's wrong, it's Chandler Wood. Chandler. Yes. Blame yes. Chandler. Uh, is his name on this? No, it's not. No. Okay. He's, uh, the, he's the editor in chief. Go after him. Okay. Yeah. Go <laughs> after him. We, we, we gotta have Chandler on one day. Yeah, um, I'll message him. So, so E3 P- for sure. More than likely. So. Yeah. The, the total hardware sales for PS one, 102.4 million. PS2, 155 million, PSP, 76 million, PS3, 87 million, PS4, 96.8 million units sold. Uh, Which is crazy how high the PS4, especially this generation, was supposed to be the generation people weren't too sure if console gaming was going to survive at the beginning of it. Uh, And it proved that the console gaming is still the preferred method for a lot of people. Uh, It's... It's easier. I have a gaming PC. I still prefer to buy games on my PS4, even though they're not going to look as good as my PC. But I like just putting a disc in my system or downloading it and knowing it's just going to work. It patches itself. It just does it all by itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've had to like mess around with settings on PC games. So like, this has to give Sony and the other manufacturers, or Sony more than Microsoft, confidence going into the next generation that there's still a huge market for consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also is a good indicator on why backwards compatibility is very important. Do you uh, think that PS4 can catch PS2? No, I don't think it has 50 million more games. It's going to need, what, 60 million game or 60 million units? Yeah. Probably I, I think if they drop the price, like if they put that thing down like 150 bucks or something right now, you might get a pretty big surge in it, but I don't think they're going to drop it that much. No, like, they, they, uh, was it last year they reported like that the system has like started those year over year numbers weren't increasing anymore. They were kind of either staying even or dropping. Yeah. That's when people freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause look, they're not working on PS4 anymore. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> um, but but it, like I, I mean, it should have no problem after this holiday uh, passing 100 million mark. Uh, so maybe it'll end up, it'll pass the the PS1 for sure, uh, and sell a couple more million. Um, and then also another number that they gave out: uh, there's 36.4 million people uh, that subscribe to PlayStation Plus. Um, and then there was another number that was going around: 700,000 for now. Hmm. Yes, I, yeah, that's what I was going to try and find. There was yeah. like a number that came out that's PlayStation now is at 700,000, which I honestly think is surprisingly strong. I mean, the service has been around a while, but the fact that it has 700,000 people paying what I think is a high price for yeah. the subscription service is pretty good. Now, the question always becomes is that you've had 700,000 total people subscribe to your service or you have 7,000 active subscribers. Yes. You know, so uh, like that, which... that always gets into that weird, like, how do, how do I make statistic work in my favor? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That whole, like when uh, companies like highlight accounts made, but don't really account <laughs> for people with multiple accounts and all sorts of things like that. Uh, but that's a pretty solid number uh, for that. So business is good for PlayStation for Sony. I don't know how the rest of Sony's doing. It always seems like the rest <laughs> of Sony does kind of bad, and the PlayStation is like the the thing that keeps them going. Um, 
it's weird though. Sony didn't reveal Vita hardware. Like, I, they just completely. I guess because the Vita hardware, probably those numbers would not look nearly as well as the other consoles that they mentioned. Uh, yeah. Well, the PSP is not in there either. So no, PSP is in there. Uh, oh, okay. PSP was seventy six point four million. It's actually the lowest one. Uh, well, that's but why Vita's not in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I think is the thing is there's been year on there's been growth year to year from console to console, and then I don't think they wanted to show PSP is seventy six, and then who knows what the PS Vita was uh, after that. But they probably did that very strategically, uh, which. Makes sense. Got to protect yourself. Doing a doing a financial call. Got to got to look strong. Uh, but yeah, those are the uh, statistics for that. Uh, right. Did you want me to just move on to the next story, or did you want to take it? I can do it. All right. Uh, Days Gone is the biggest uh, is the biggest physical sales launch of the year so far in the UK. Uh, PlayStation Four exclusive Days Gone has secured the biggest physical sales launch of the year so far in the UK. Which means it beat out games like Resident Evil 2 and Far Cry New Dawn and the, and the Division 2. But it still didn't pair in comparison to how God of War and Spider-Man sold initially. Um, so it's kind of like the top 10 in the UK, which was Days Gone, Mortal Kombat, FIFA, Red Dead, Division 2, Mario Kart 8, Sekiro, Forza Horizon, and uh, Super Mario Bros. U. Wait, why is that still on there? New, <laughs> new Super Mario <laughs> Bros. U Deluxe. Oh, that's right, Nintendo. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and World War Z. Um, what I think is very interesting from this standpoint is what's, you know, like Mortal Kombat came out on multiple platforms, FIFA's on multiple platforms, beating out The Division and Resident Evil and things like that are games that are on multiple platforms, and this is only on one platform. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, um, especially Days Gone, like, I don't think anyone was expecting too much from Days Gone. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Days Gone when in the playing and watching section, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no one was. Ex- I, I feel like a lot of people went into this game not expecting it to do much. Uh, I mean, this is only the sales for the UK, but it's a good sign that it's at least doing pretty well. And it's only been out like four days. Oh yeah, it was a Friday release too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, based on when we're recording this, when you guys are listening to it, it's been out like less than a week or a week. So and then you know, like the, whenever this article is posted on a Monday, um, today is the twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, like it's only been out like, you know, four days. So like the first initial weekend, the sales, obviously everything sells better, like on the first day, like on launch days and stuff like that. But I still feel like this game could also have some legs, too, as people start talking about it and talking about their experiences and getting through it. Um, I think it might have some more legs to it as well. It's and, probably never going to sell on the, the, you know, what Spider-Man does and, and the iconicness of God of War. I mean, Spider-Man is Spider-Man and God of War has been around for, you know, 10 games. And now you see this thing, what's this Days Gone game? So Yeah, a, a new IP uh, is always a risk. So the fact that it's selling, it's a Sony exclusive. Uh, so it's always going to be compared to the other Sony exclusives. Um, but they also have like a roadmap out of like DLC that's coming free content that is coming to the game in June. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. So there's at least a plan in place to get, keep people talking about this game. Mm -hmm. I I was really worried because, uh, when the reviews went live last week, uh, it didn't, it did okay. It didn't do amazing. Like we expect from exclusives, but it's it's controversial. What I think people were annoyed by is I felt was getting a little nitpicky, you know? Yeah. Uh, talking about me, Dave? No, no, okay, okay. Because you don't have problem with hilarious joke joke puns in there, which like I wish you would ride, m- promise to ride me as much as you ride your bike. 
Oh, I don't know about that. That one was. Uh, <laughs> that. Yeah, but the, in the in your mind, you wouldn't take off massive points off of a no. game for that. And some no. people were, you know. Yeah, uh, some people take <laughs> things too serious. Yeah, I, I I accept the game for what it is, uh, despite its flaws. Yeah, we'll uh, talk more about it because I think you and I have an interesting conversation about it coming up. So yeah. All right. So, but yeah, this is a quick story saying Days Gone is actually doing pretty well. Uh, so that that's nice to see. Uh, the next story. Uh, I don't know if Dave, you probably heard a little bit about this article that came out, uh, but it's uh, an article from Polygon. Colin Campbell. Uh, we've been talking a lot about crunch and the pressure developers are under, and this is a look at how Fortnite's success has been very stressful on the developers at epic games shocking a multi-billion dollar game requires a lot of work <laughs> basically yeah that, that, that's what this comes down to <laughs> is when you are the number one game in the world there are certain expectations that are set from the community and management when you're this successful and you're making millions of dollars a day uh it sounds like the work environment for epic is just they don't they kind of, they expect a lot from their workers we're talking about people averaging 70 hours a week uh and people almost expected to work overtime in that uncomfortable way like i don't know dave you've i've had this in retail uh where you're gonna come in on your day off right yeah, basically that, where they <laughs> hired a lot of contractors at Epic to help with this. And whether your contract gets renewed is based on whether you're that guy who's willing to stay extra. And they don't force people to do overtime. But if you want to work for the company long term, you better be doing overtime. Uh, and I've been in that situation plenty of times where you store closes at midnight. You it's work. Till, yeah. You work till 1 a.m. and you're like, hey, I got to go. And then they're like, what do you mean you're leaving? Instead of thanking me for staying an hour early. It's just like, no, you got to you got to keep going. It's like, "Mm -mm, no, I don't. Uh, So it sounds like it's uh, I just want a a game developer to come out and say that, hey, we just we run a 40 hour work week. You know, like we'll get to that, actually. (laughs) Um, But basically, it, it sounds like Epic is aware of this. It sounds like there's some like toxic management type stuff in there, but it's also those management people are under pressure to the way Fortnite works is they don't have like a tight. I mean, they don't have a big window for fixes or anything like that. They need to hit things as fast as possible. They've are, you know, when they do a new feature gets released in one game, they have to mimic that basically, or they'll lose money or they not lose money, not make as much money as they were before. Um, and no matter what Epic does, they keep throwing bodies at it. Basically they just keep throwing and hiring people as fast as possible to the point where they want to hire more people because they can afford it. But it's a matter of like, are there enough people for them to hire or too many hands too? Mm hmm. Um, but, but uh, this article is interesting because, uh, uh, again, it's from Polygon. They talk to workers anonymously, uh, people that used to work there, people that have left Epic. Uh, and they also had an Epic representative in the article, which is rare that we see, uh, from these. Usually we get a statement afterwards. Uh, but the Epic spokesperson does admit to some of this, some of these things. And it basically just comes down to, we just 
don't have enough people to work on this game, this massively successful game. It's just uh, basically just management and just shows you like the crazy expectations that are set for when you happen to have this popular of a game. Um, uh, what I uh, alluded to earlier is during this, um, I, Apex Legends basically came out uh, like a day or two after this um, to talk about how they handle content. And you won't see hot, you'll see hot fixes if things get broken uh, for Apex Legends. But in terms of drops, they are seasonal. They aren't going to just rush to do things. They don't want to add that pressure to their team. They don't want to do crunch. I'm sure there's still crunching that happens at Respawn. Uh, but they don't want to find themselves in a situation like Epic is, where you have to add things constantly. You have to add and take away features. You have to well, they did it the to, game. They did it to themselves. Like, they set those expectations of when something is wrong. Like, other developers are like, okay, we're going to work on a patch and we'll get it out soon. You know, I don't necessarily want to keep comparing things to Destiny, but, you know, Destiny doesn't mess with their sandbox as much as people would like them to. Um, you know, and they announce something and they're like, hey, we're looking at this, we're evaluating data, and we might be able to do something by... They, recently, they've been saying the next season, which is early June, so that's almost like six weeks out. But, you know, at the same time, like, if they're... If you know Fortnite has set the expectations, I, I remember like a year ago or something they released something. Um, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it pretty much like was being used in a way that they never intended for it to be used, and they took it out like in twelve hours. Yeah, there was like a, a weapon that was overpowered. Yeah, uh, and then I think they put it back in the game relatively fast after they took it out too. So it was yeah. like not only they, did they remove yeah. it. They've but, set that expectation with their player base, though. It's like if something's not correct and it's never going to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe they'll get to it in a couple weeks. It's like, oh, well, this needs to be fixed like tomorrow. You know? Yeah. And, and like after Apex Legends came out, Fortnite, you know, they within a couple weeks or yeah, a couple weeks, they added a lot of features that were in Apex, you know, the, mm -hmm. the responding mechanic and stuff like that. And it was cool that they were able to do it that fast, but I don't think people often, you know, think about people had to work on it to do that. Right. And it's not easy. Well, and, and the reverse of it is apex has been like a little bit that I've seen from the outside is apex is getting a lot of feedback about. It's kind of starting to get a little stale, mm -hmm. you know, and like, could, you know, like, and is respawn okay with, you know, releasing, you know, 90 days worth of content every 90 days. Sure, you'll have a patch that needs to come in or something's going to be broken inadvertently, you know. But in terms of Respawn coming out and saying the only time that you're going to see new things are seasonally, then, you know, like if they're okay with that as a studio, then that's their prerogative, obviously. But, you know, apparently Epic is not because, you know, like, you know, you walk in there and it's just like you're essentially your video game is printing money. And it's it's a huge temptation, Uh for a, a company like Epic to, to know that, like, if they slow up, you know, they, I'm sure there's numbers constantly being fl flown in their face of like, hey, we add something to the game. This number goes up. Yeah, uh, and I've read I've read articles where like Apex viewership is down and, you know, all that stuff is already being reported. And this game hasn't even been out a full season yet. <laughs> so. 
and 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 they they uh, Vincent Bella even mentioned you know like season one was light on content for Apex Legends which I've complained too of just how much of a grind it is and if is a grind worth it and instead of doing a quick fix of just like oh we'll we'll rebalance the the drop you know like the the unlocks and stuff like that they are just going to work on season two and make sure season two has a larger offering and is a better thing but you know it's like season two won't be until e3 so maybe we'll hear about it during ea play but it's still it's 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 a gamble for a game like apex you know but they have to be confident in their numbers and their mechanics that they can keep people uh part of it uh i mean overwatch is starting to see uh their numbers dip over the last year or so uh, in terms of like the Overwatch League numbers are significantly down, uh, player counts across platforms are are pretty down. That's uh, still massively popular, uh, but yeah, you see the same thing. I mean, I would love to see charts of you know Rainbow Six and For Honor and Division Two and Destiny and Anthem. Like I would like, I just you know you'll we'll never see those. But if you so if you watch that chart, you and and anybody could see like the the bell curve or whatever and be like, holy crap, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you somebody standing there like, what are you going to do about it? They're like, oh, <laughs> at least a new character. It's like, OK, uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely the, the, the we're, we're hearing more and more about crunch and just how stressful the developer community is. And we'll see if that ever gets addressed uh, in, in a good way. Um, but it should this is the that shows you this is like the developers behind uh, Fortnite massively successful game are being overworked and they're completely stressed. And then you look at the other end of the spectrum, you look at like Anthem game is not doing well. uh, Overworked and stressed. (laughs) Overworked and stressed. So uh, (laughs) video game industry is brutal. I just feel like it's kind of like the video game industry turn turn to be like in the spotlight right now. You've had like, you know, like car factories were in the spotlight for a long time and like coal miners were in the spotlight for a long time, you know, like and I just like I'm not comparing the two or, you know, like obviously like if somebody that, you know, mines coals is 10 times more dangerous than making a video game, you know, but you hear about the crazy stuff of their health and their hours and, you know, their compensation. I hope that, you know, most of Epic's with the success of their game, like that they're compensating their employees and things like that. Do I think they are compensating them as much as they probably should be? No. Probably you know, not, but but that's also welcome to corporate America. So, well, I mean, we we seen this happen with uh, the writers in Hollywood. There was a writer strike ten years ago. I think the writers just massive did a mass firing of all their agents as they rework the the Writers Guild of America like union stuff. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly what's going on there, but like there's like a mass firing of all the agents. Like writers were told to fire all of their agents because they're trying to rework some terms. Uh, so like we're probably going to see the video game industry go through that. We already saw this two was it two years ago when the voice actors went on strike? Yeah. Uh, in the video game industry, so we'll see more and more of this, and you're hearing more and more. Uh, people talk about unionizing uh, game developers, uh, especially after the uh, voice actors union, uh, you know, negotiated for, you know, their people and why they might not have gotten the full win that they wanted for the voice actors. They, they got some, they got some W's uh, when they did that negotiation. It just, it would be so, I, I think it would be super difficult for like video game 
developers to get unionized just because there's developers all over the world. Like, how do you even work around that sort of thing? Just like Ubisoft has, like, they're Ubisoft's one of those, you know, international studio uh, yeah. developer. Well, I mean, Sony's, Sony's got 11 theoretically independent studios, sort of, you know, like 11 studios that can stand on their own. Yeah, with and, upper with upper management and middle management and staff and and in different countries around the world with different yeah. laws and so, all sorts of things. So like it, it a, a union would be good, but I don't know if that's completely feasible for the video game industry. But we're going to see. This is going to be a fascinating thing to keep an eye on over the next like couple years because I don't think there's a quick fix coming for for labor related things for the video game industry, but we'll definitely see this conversation grow in complexity uh, and hopefully finds a, a happy place. All right. Um, so we're going to move on to new releases. Uh, so uh, this week is something that we missed last week. So Wednesday, May 1st, uh, the Turtle Beach Recon 70 gaming headset. It's $39.95. Um, it's Turtle Beach's opening price point. I almost used a retail term for that. Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> um uh it's you know it's a 40 dollars headset i have it i'll talk about it in a little bit um but I, right off the top this is a great headset if you just want an entry-level headset you don't want to spend too much and um uh, so that's out probably by the time you're listening to this you can go pick it up in stores it's a good headset um and then tuesday may 7th uh ghost giant uh i believe this is already out digitally on psn and then this is the physical copy that's coming out that's available on amazon on may 7th i could be wrong on that i feel like this game is out we have it for review. Ray does. Yeah, so right. we, it's being reviewed at least. Yeah. So um, I don't know if this is just the calm before E3 or what's going on, but it seems like a little bit of a light time for review uh, for games. It's getting near the end of or the end of a quarter, uh, the first quarter already. So, um, but so those two. So if you want to get those Turtle Beach uh, Recon 70 headsets or if you want to buy a physical copy of Ghost Giant, you can go to the show notes, click on the links we have there. They take you to Amazon directly. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you'll get your free shipping in two days and all that fun jazz. But it's also an affiliate link for us. So um, that way you get you click on the links, it'll take you to Amazon, and we get a, a commission for it. We also have a ton of affiliates. So psnation.com, on the left-hand side of the page, you click on the affiliate links banner. And then it'll take you to all the pages that we have an affiliation with. Click on one of those, make a purchase. We get a commission for it, and we appreciate it. doesn't change your shopping at all. And then we still have Zazzle.com slash PS Nation, where we have PlayStation Nation merchandise. You can pick up mugs and hats and coffee mugs. And tell Glenn to get a new coffee mug, because if you guys saw that picture he tweeted out last week, his coffee mug looked terrible. Um, <laughs> so there you can get that mug from there. Um, and then we are still running the Teespring limited edition shirt. It's going to run through May 20th. This shirt is directly to help us fund our trip to E3. So if you guys have ever seen Michael, he's really small, but he eats a lot and I need to be able to feed him. I can only uh, go to Fat Burger once a year and I fucking make the best of it. He goes to Fat Burger. He can only go to Fat Burger once a year and he goes like five days in a row. <laughs> you damn right I do. It just happens to be everywhere over there. <laughs> Um, and now with only the two of us and us having that, it's going to be a 50, 50 thing where I'm going to ask Michael what he wants to eat. He's going to say fat burger and I'm going to say something else. And he's going to be like fat burger. <laughs> it's going to be like going, uh, anywhere with children, basically. <laughs> Are we there yet? Yeah. So please buy some t-shirts. Um, I got mine in. I haven't had a chance to send out any pictures. It showed up the other day. It's a good quality shirt. Um, so you can get it in black. You can get it in white. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a cool logo. We worked on it together as a group. 
and it, it directly helps fund us for E3. The, the campaign ends on May 20th. So that's a Monday, so you've only got you know about three weeks left, maybe four. So please buy a shirt. And then if this works, like we'll mess with some other designs and try to do some other shirts and you know things like that. But I just want to see in terms of engagement. There's a lot of you that have already bought and t- bought t-shirts and we appreciate it thank you we've made a significant profit off of that to help us um and you know the airbnb we're staying at is is good and it's close so those are all wins for us right now so much appreciate to the community um and then our video services twitch.tv slash ps nation where again you guys have been doing a great job of supporting us on there we are an affiliated twitch channel which means that you can use subs on us you can send send us bits you know things like that don't send bits buy a shirt um, <laughs> but if you have Amazon Prime, you can link it with your Twitch account and you'll get something called Twitch Prime. You can actually subscribe to a streamer for free um, once a month and you just have to renew it every 30 days. Uh, it doesn't auto renew. It does work on mobile, at least on Android. After you've done it the one or two times, you'll be able to do it. So if we're streaming and you see your sub button not lit up, you can click on it and it'll say, do you want to use your Amazon Prime sub? You can say yes. And then your name will show up in the chat that you subbed. And usually Michael or I will be streaming and we'll say thank you and we appreciate it. And you can also go to youtube.com slash psnation and give us a like there and maybe a subscribe. There's a couple videos that I've been posting on there. So those are our video services. So what we're playing and watching. Um, Michael, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, my list is going to be relatively quick. Um, I jumped back into Outward, which is a game I talked about a couple weeks. Uh, I jumped in because Wyatt from the Sideshow, he's doing a review for it. Side quest. Uh, side quest. What did I say? Sideshow. Sideshow, my bad. Side quest. I listened to it. Rest in peace. (laughs) Um, Wyatt is doing a review for that, um, and he needed to test out the online uh, features of the game. Uh, So hopped on for like an hour for him. It was kind of hard for me to get back into just because it's definitely one of those games where if you take an extended break from it, the mechanics and just everything about that game, you know, just the kind of lack of a story and the uh, bare bones mechanics early on in the game, just cause I had to replay like the, the beginning part with him uh, is just kind of a hard, hard game to get back into had a little bit of fun. It's one of those games where uh, playing it by yourself. I don't know if the game's worth it, but it is fun to play co-op, but there's a caveat of any game is fun playing co-op. <laughs> it could be like is the it worst fun game. because you're playing the game because the game is fun, or is it fun because you're playing with another person? Yeah, and and it's at at this stage, it's really hard to define for outward yeah. if if it's either or. Um, but basically, I just uh, ran um, like he had to restart his game because he also took a huge break from it because he was playing Devil May Cry. Um, so he was he restarted the game at the beginning um, and he was working on like the early grind because early on you have to raise money by doing side jobs or you do one particular mission and you can uh, like do what you you make enough money from that one job to like basically start the game. Uh, so I immediately just ran him through that the quickest way possible because I already had done that multiple times Uh and that that was kind of fun. Uh, I don't know how much fun it was for him because I basically was just like, I'm not doing all this shit all over again. I'm just going to take you where you need to go. <laughs> and we're going to shortcut this and get this done. And we were able to do that and then kind of led him into a cave where we just ended up dying multiple times. And then I was just like, all right, got to go. It's one in the morning. Because uh, <laughs> like, there was like no way I was going to like uh go through that dungeon again because it's a dungeon that i've ran through like two or three times 
because I'm not uh, fairly far in the game, but I learned early on uh, that you need to grind a little bit uh, in that game. And there's just I just didn't feel like uh, grinding any further than that. Still, it's fun, but it's kind of yeah, whatever. usually a grindable game like that is a lot more acceptable to grinding when you're hanging out with somebody, you know, just having a conversation, playing a game. Yeah. Uh, but the game is brutal enough that uh, you will just get your ass kicked at certain points, especially if you happen to walk into a room where there was just high level enemies. And uh, he didn't uh, he didn't really know some of the deeper mechanics. And I also forgot a lot of the deeper <laughs> mechanics. So it was, it was like, oh, I should have. My stamina is garbage right now, but I forgot to drop my backpack in combat. So that's why my stamina was garbage, you know, stuff like that. Because uh, the weight of your backpack does affect how you run and move and stuff like that. So before combat, you're supposed to drop your backpack. Uh, took me a while after getting killed the first time to realize, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that mechanic of dropping the backpack. <laughs> um, and then uh, still playing Days Gone, just doing basic cleanup stuff. Just because there's a lot of little things you can do in that game. Me and Dave will have a larger discussion in, in his section of playing <laughs> and watching. Because Dave has played a lot of it in a short amount of time. <laughs> um and then uh dreams still not building just because i'm not a uh, creative type but i love just typing random words into the search engine just to see what people are making plenty of mario stuff going on um so a really cool video on twitter where someone's doing the opening of uh marvel spider-man on ps4 and it looked really good. So I was like looking for that level. The cool thing about uh, uh, dreams is like, so the person that did this opening sequence is good at animation and level design, but his version of Spider-Man was hilarious. Cause, cause he's not uh, like, he doesn't do character models that well. Uh, and it was actually hilarious seeing it. Uh, but the, the best part of that was someone in a comment section is like, Hey, let me make you a better Spider-Man. And he agreed to it. And now he's working with a stranger to give him a better Spider-Man for his level. It's like an entry level uh, game studio. Basically. And <laughs> it's, it, it, it was one of those things where I saw that and it made me smile. I'm just like, this is cool. This is what's going to be the cool thing about dreams is the ca- uh, collaboration people can do and just seeing that creativity and it being friendly uh, and people making amazing things. Cause again, the game's only been out technically, you know, like a week, two weeks. Um, and people are diving into it. What's and the following like on Twitch and YouTube streaming with that? Like, have you have you ran across any of those? Like, watching somebody do any of that yet? Um, the ones that I've been into are the ones where people are making stuff. Um, I haven't really seen too many uh, streams of just people just testing out levels and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's really trending on Twitch uh, right now, uh, but there are some good YouTubers of just people messing around. Uh, with the tools and everything, it could like be that. a really cool. I think it'd be a really cool game to like watch somebody like make start the process and 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 do the thing, you know. Oh yeah, and, like, and you, you love to see like the finished product, and I kind of like to see how they do the product. Yeah, no, and that's the, the the cool thing is there are YouTube channels where people are doing basically dev diaries of yeah. like what they're doing and just seeing like the the, the process of people where they're starting to collaborate uh, with each other is really cool and i hope to see more of that uh dreams is hmm, let's see on twitch 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, not that it like makes or break a game, but like I don't have any desire to play this game at all. Like that doesn't give me like uh, you know like yeah maybe playing the level of Spider Man is fine, but if I want to play Spider Man, I go play Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, like right now, it's in the top fifty. It only has like four thousand views at this time right now. Uh, mm-hmm happening right now uh but most of them are people working on levels uh people making music right now people like working on combat for their levels. so there is like plenty of streams where people are just trying to make cool things uh which which is a cool thing to watch especially some of the stuff people are making is just ridiculous yeah but i still feel like the early access quote-unquote early access of this kind of hit with like a thud you know, because like they said, it was going to be limited, but I think you can still go in the store and get it. Yeah, so. you 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 can, I believe, right? As yeah, of, so I don't recording. really feel like there wasn't like a huge as much of a. I'm not. I don't know how many available downloads they they set aside for this or not, but obviously they haven't hit the cap on that yet. Because we were talking about it like a month ago, like how many is it going to be? Is it going to be like like the are the servers going to get smashed? Even our uh, our staff was like in our channel, like talking about oh it goes live like in an hour. I hope I can get it. And like okay, we can still get it now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely double check that though while we're uh, recording. Uh, just there, to like, see somebody screaming at their t- at their phone right now <laughs> yeah yeah because i because I, I checked the, uh, like two three days ago and it was it was still available uh but that that could have changed uh but yeah no it's definitely interesting because it kind of blew up the first day or two on twitch obviously new releases always blow up on twitch but then it kind of right. simmered down uh but it's they didn't really market it because why would they it's early access thing i'm sure once the sony market machine starts rolling uh, we'll see more coverage on Dreams. I really hope Sony, uh, at least on a PlayStation blog, does like a highlight post every month or so of like, yeah, or hey, these are Or they spend some time on their next state of play or whatever. Yeah, which like it wasn't even mentioned in the, the first state of play, even though it came out like a week later. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm still hoping we get a state of play before E3. And hopefully that will have some sort of Dreams coverage. Uh <laughs> And then the the final game I played, uh, World War Z. You played uh, it without me. I'm pissed at you. Ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have messaged you at four in the morning, but I don't know if that would have been like a good move. No, you would have just got ignored. So. Yeah. See, and I don't want to be ignored. They don't <laughs> ignore my texts. Don't do it. Um, so I, I only played like uh, like forty minutes of the New York mission. I just did a quick match, joined some random people. Which the game has sold over one million units, so there are plenty of people online right now. Uh, and it's it's fun. It is a mindless zombie shooter. Uh, I like those. It's co op. I like those. Um, there's not much to it. I mean, it's literally you go and you're, you're traveling through like an area and there's like basic little tasks. And most of the tasks, at least in the New York area is hit this button. Oh no, that button triggered a swarm of zombies. We need to kill all the zombies so we can move on to the next area. And it's just rinse and repeat, which is fun because of the amount of weapons they have. is pretty, pretty nice. And it's left for dead basically in terms yeah, of how you get those weapons. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. It's a, it's a left for dead clone. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a larger scale left for dead in terms of and, the amount. And that's fine. If the game is fun and you know, like we're not going to, you know, like some people don't want to play an older game, even though it's still fun and it's a new game or a clone of something or a spiritual successor to something. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's all yeah. good. I just, I need to play it. Like I said, I just, I, I look at it every time and I play something else. 
Yeah, and it has and nothing to do with the game because I don't even know if I like it or don't like it because I haven't started it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like it feels like a budget game visually. Um, like it, it doesn't like especially going off like Days Gone, which Days Gone is gorgeous. Um, to this game where it's just like it's it's not as like polished as like a Days Gone in terms of like the hordes of zombies and all that stuff like that. And I like that there was two zombie horde games coming out within like two weeks of each other. Uh, one of them does it way better than the other. Now, one of them, it's a serviceable World War Z serviceable <laughs> and Days Gone is significantly better how they do the Horde stuff. Uh, but it's it's a fun, mindless shooter to that point. I did notice the audio quality seems very low. Really? Um, I don't know why, but when I was playing it, just, I, I use um, the Elite Turtle Beach headset. So it's a good, good headset. Uh, I love that headset. Uh, but it just seemed like the, the characters, when they would talk to each other, uh, just seemed of poor quality or low quality. I don't know if maybe it was because I was playing an online game, but I'm talking about like the voice actors quality seemed low, mm. uh, which just seemed odd. And some of the sound effects were a little dull. Uh, maybe I've just become that guy who just focuses too much on audio. Uh, maybe, I mean, or it's like maybe they're just turned down by default in the settings or something. Yeah. The in game settings. Yeah. yeah. And I have to adjust that, but I'll definitely like mess with that a little bit more. Um, and as for watching, um, this was a very emotional week, um, cause stuff we talked about earlier. And then also I saw Avengers Endgame, um, and Dave pulled his headset off. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm no, just going to say I'm, I'm it was at least week, so. five different times. I almost cried. Um, it was one of those movies where. I'm in the theater, full theater moment happens. And I'm like, damn it, Michael, don't you fucking cry at this comic book movie. <laughs> and then I think I can hold it together. And then something else happens. And I'm just like, you really need to hold this together. Don't cry in public. Dark. Nobody's going to see you. They're all looking at a screen. Yeah. And, and then you start hearing other people sniffling in the theater. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. Stop it. You're going to make me cry. It's really dusty in the theater. OK, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, all I'm gonna say is the movie's amazing. Like it, it, it was so satisfying to watch. Uh, it was three hours, but I didn't notice it was three hours except when I went outside and it was like slightly dark out. Um, though we had a snowstorm. So today, uh, on Saturday. So I went into the theater and it was not snowing. I get out and it is full blown winter happening and i'm just like i don't know what's going on i'm too raw emotionally from this movie I don't it was know what's cold happening. and it was warm before and i got sandals on <laughs> like, <laughs> basically whereas like, i didn't understand like anything except for the sandals part i don't wear sandals i'm not a <laughs> fucking monster you said you called yourself a millennial earlier you you have some sandals no i don't <laughs> don't wear sandals dave's definitely one of those sandals and socks kind of guy absolutely not i'm not even <laughs> how many often do you see me in shorts um yeah but it it was it was such a satisfying movie and it also was the first time i saw a movie and i was okay with a kid screaming during the movie because one of my favorite things that happened was um this isn't a spoiler captain marvel's in the movie guys um but the first time captain marvel pops up this little girl said real loud pointing at the screen captain marvel and like the whole theater kind of like laughed and awed at the same time because it was like this little tiny girl just like so excited yeah. to see Captain Marvel. 
which just made me happy just because it's just like it's cool seeing that like reaction from like a kid for a superhero, a female superhero at that. Right. Um, and then to uh, keep my emotional fucking roller coaster train wreck type thing going. It was a uh, Game really of Thrones. nerdy weekend. It was a really nerdy weekend for you people. Yeah, Game of Thrones, uh, The Longest Night, um, also almost made me cry multiple times um, and was also very satisfying of a a thing to watch. Um, I have a a question because it's not a spoiler and I I don't watch the show, um, so I can't really spoil it because I don't know anybody. Did you think the battle scenes were too dark? Yes, um, they definitely were. um, It was constantly where... I kept going back and forth between like, is my TV shit or is it because I'm streaming it and HBO can't handle the stream? That's what I saw all over social media is people complaining about these scenes being too dark. Yeah. So, um, and then something ridiculous happened in the show, but I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) in terms of, I won't talk about the show detail wise, but in terms of like the video quality, um, I think a lot of the issue was HBO's servers just couldn't handle the load because I did watch the the episode again uh, today and I didn't have as many issues as I had the the fir- uh, you know when I was watching it live uh, because you would get like resolution drops and stuff like that and if you're in a scene that's like all black uh, a night scene and a resolution drops you will notice like fuzzy pixels and jaggies all sorts of things and they did shoot the episode really dark but the poor resolution quality with like shitty internet combined with probably something that was being streamed like crazy did they come out and say anything like publicly no they didn't i don't think they will i I think they're just gonna just ignore that and just let it go but i did like question whether my tv which i've had for like six years is worth it anymore uh, at one point, I think, Midge, I think Midge, it's okay. <laughs> it's probably okay. I like. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna watch it on my 1080p HDR monitor later, just to, to confirm uh, everything. And be the third time I watched it. But uh, me and my girlfriend kind of made a game of it. There's because it's a big battle, and uh, you know, there's like 20 characters, and we're just like Game of Thrones kills characters. So what we did is we uh, drew five names <laughs> out of uh, a bowl. And then put each name under a shot class of Patron. And if any of those characters died, we had to take a shot. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Cause if I say anything else in terms of how many shots were had or anything like that, that's spoilers. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, <laughs> we, we did that and we're probably going to do that next week as well. Uh, just to, it made it a little bit more interesting. I've seen like memes of like like the guess who board and like flipping things down. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so definitely, definitely did that, and we'll probably bring that drinking game on to next week because there's another battle next week. Maybe we'll play that drinking game while we watch press conferences at E3. We should. We should. <laughs> I want to see a drunk Dave. <laughs> Bro, you're tall. It probably takes a while to get yeah. to you. And I and I can't eat. If I eat anything, it's a problem because I just absorbed it all. So. <laughs> I know that. So um, all right. But that's it for me. Let's let's talk about yours, Dave. All right. So, um, still crazy week at work last week. Still st- stupid early shifts working on some more fixturing and stuff at the store. So, um, but I did. I was off on Friday and Saturday, um, and I did pick up Days Gone. 
and uh, I played it. Obviously, I played a lot of it on stream on Friday. A um, bunch of you guys watched that, so thank you. A bunch of you guys, like, right when the stream started, like, how do you like it? I'm like, I haven't even touched a button yet. <laughs> I was like, um, so I'm actually very interested in the story. I definitely see the performance issues and things like that you were talking about, like the awkward, like, gaps in dialogue when you're, like, riding the bike and somebody's, like, on your bike with you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, and I'm like, what the, is, what's going on here? So, um, very intrigued by the story. Um, multiple patches have hit, I think, even since you reviewed it. So I haven't quite seen maybe as much of the jarring audio issues as you had. Yeah, there was a 13 gig patch that was the day one patch, and then there was another patch after that that was like 20 gigs. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there was another one, one this week. Yeah, just like like a day or two ago. Um, so the problem that I'm actually like, what I'm having with it, and actually like I probably made the mistake. I went back and watched the 2016 reveal. Mm, no, nope, don't um, do that. <laughs> and so far, and it's not a spoiler. So like so far, what ha- what what I'm actually most disappointed on that hasn't happened, and I do remember happening is that. I, right now, I feel like I need to stay away from the horde in general. Like, if I yes. see a bunch of them, I just want to stay away from them. But I have this genuine desire to just shoot the hell out of them. And I'm not equipped for that. So I guess I just wasn't. And I know you talked about it, and we, and we and I even questioned you about it. But then physically playing it myself, like, the ammo is so scarce. Yeah, you are hungry for it all the time. And you and can't physically annoyingly hold. scarce. Yeah. yeah. And I, there, there's no upgrade for your person. You can upgrade your saddlebag, mm-hmm. but when you're in a situation with a horde, you can't run back to your bike in every in, uh, situation unless you strategically placed your bike to refill ammo. Right. And so, like, I just, like, when I saw, like, the 2016 reveal, like, the guy had, like, 700 rounds on him. And I just like so I, I, I really want I have a genuine desire to go up against like a horde of like a couple hundred freakers and do some of that stuff of blowing things up and cutting logs and making them like try to cross a bridge and they weigh too much and they're going to break it and things like that and shooting them as I'm running away. And like that, I really want to do that. And I hope like as the game progresses, I get to the point where I feel enough comfortable enough to do that because like the story is cool and everything like that. But like for me, like gameplay is always king and and like riding the bike and gas management, like that's fine. I'm not running into problems like finding gas sometimes i haven't ran into like terrible situations where i'm so far away when i run out of gas um but do you fix, also are fixing going the bike in, is annoying yeah. so you're also going into that situation with me already telling you like hey make sure yeah you know pay attention to fast travel or pay attention when you drive like yeah. fast travel is actually there's no re- it's almost bad to fast travel because you do lose a big chunk of your gas and you could be put in a situation where it's like oh i'm out Right. I mean, the Nero stations are kind of cool, like unlocking those and how that upgrade tree works and stuff like that. Somebody mentioned like upgrading your weapons, like getting the weapons upgraded helps a little bit in terms of how much you can carry and and things Mm -hmm. like that. But I'm not really seeing a direct route that um, to do that. Um, And then also the mission structure is very wonky. It gets out of sync really easy. I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, have yeah, you run like into I, that? I, I, well, it's not even, like I have a hard time like figuring out what I'm supposed to do next. And I mean, I get that it's an open world game, but like kind of like reading it on your map and like finding like there was one situation where I had to burn a bunch of nests and like they weren't as big as I thought they were. Like they're kind of small and I was looking for bigger ones. They're kind of like in this one warehouse. Like there was three of them in the same warehouse. So, I know like, when, I went, when I went in there and I was like, oh, there's a red triangle in there. I went in there and I burned it. I walked out. I'm like, why is there still a red triangle in there? Because there was one on the other corner and there was one upstairs. And I'm like, this is weird. So, and then I, I feel like I'm not asking for a game to hold my hand, but if I can only make like three Maltovs and there's like seven nests, there needs to be resources in the area for me to be able to make Maltovs. Yeah. And, and 
there sometimes are depending on how big the town is, but sometimes like uh, early on, not spoiler, there's a cemetery you have to do it. Um, and there's not money supplies in the cemetery uh, to do it. Like if it's like the, the towns, you can usually find enough materials to make the Molotov in a town. Uh, but there were plenty of times where I think I started the cemetery, ran out of Molotovs and was like, all right, I'll just drive back to this eventually in the future. And I, and I think I'm only like 10 hours. I mean, probably I'd be surprised if I'm at the 10 hour point or over the 10 hour point. But the dialogue between Deacon and Boozer is always consistently, like, oh, just get some sleep and we're going to ride north as soon as your arm's better. And I'm like, I, if I, like, I don't know how many times he's going to say that in this game. <laughs> Have you had the issue where he tells Boozer to go to sleep and then Boozer calls back unrelated to that? Sometimes, yeah, where it's yeah. like it's somewhat like a broken dialogue or like the, I feel like the same dialogue happens like five minutes later. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, so it's it's a little weird like that. Um, I mean, I've gotten to the point where like, I mean, I'm in the story. I like the world. Um, I'm having fun in the game, like riding the bike and stuff like that is fine. And, and trans moving around like that. And some of the gameplay, I wish I had a better melee weapon. Somebody came in the stream and was like, why are you using a butter knife? I'm like, it's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the freakers take a lot. Even the medium ones. Like, I don't think I really even ran into some heavy ones yet. Like, they take a lot of damage. No, you're ten hours in. Have you run into a screamer yet? No. Okay, you're then you're probably close to running into the big guys, the breakers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They take a ton of ammo. Uh, you really have to just rely on get like, making them explode. Yeah. Um. Did you fight a bear yet? Yes. Okay. It, in the mission. In the in the mission. Yes. Yeah, that's basically what the breakers are. Um. Jeez. So they yeah. And like, I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm equipped there. And I was trying to get into situations where like, you know, like we, like I was trying to like when we, when I was fighting the bear, I was trying to get in situations where he would run towards me like near a barrel and I could blow a barrel up and it just like, doesn't always seem to work and, or it doesn't go near him or he runs away from it and kind of like runs around it. Like he knows I was going to do it, you know? And I was just like, "Mm." you know, um, what do you think about, I didn't mention this in my review, but it wasn't until like after I published, wrote it, then I, that I remembered like, Oh, the gun lockers are annoying. Um, have you messed with the gun lockers to where it's like, you can't store guns you pick up in the locker. You can only store guns that you've purchased in the locker, which I found kind of annoying, especially early on in a game, you get a really good gun from the rippers, um, that could replace your crossbow, but it's one of those things where you might need to crossbow for hunting. And it's just like, oh, I got to pick and choose which one I want. Yeah. And... I mean, I really haven't messed with the lockers like too much. Um, partially because I don't see the reason to go back to the camps. Like sometimes like the, unless the story like takes you back there, like I've gone back there, like to the bounty board and I'm like, Oh, I have all this stuff. And I'm like, what is this really for? And I don't, feel like the game does a really good job of like kind of telling you that like in terms mm-hmm. of like and i know you can get like increased levels of you know trust and things like that and you then you can buy better upgrades at each individual camp and like i've only been to like two camps i don't know how many there are in the world but um you know like the the story and the dynamic of what's going on and where you know like you know why things are are happening is is very intriguing to me and trying to figure out what you know like the i get where they're trying to go with the story i'm sure it has some kind of twist to it um, I'm enjoying like like I want to know what happens next, but I'm you know like I don't I, I even have I almost feel like I even have a worse feeling than in Last of Us over like I don't want to shoot this gun I don't want to shoot this gun because I barely have any ammo and also because I don't want to draw the attention of like a hundred of these things. Yeah, it's also kind of frustrating when you like when you do like take over a camp or whatever, and then you you're out of ammo, but you like the gun you have but you're going to have to pick up someone else's gun 
Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, okay, before I leave, I have to remember to pick up the gun I like again. Uh, right. Because I don't want to just walk around with the shotgun or something like that or the opposite, depending on if you like the shotgun. It's like, oh, I, let me go. I don't want to walk around with this assault rifle. Let me go get my shotgun. Uh, I do say that like you've only had two camps. The game, uh, when the third camp is introduced, is really uh, where the story picks up for me. Okay. Um, but then, uh, like you mentioned, like no reason to go back to the camp. Once they open up the third camp, I kind of just dropped the other two camps in terms of just like going back to them to really a little bray to you like hey we got a job for you and it's like fuck you no i'm doing the third camp stuff yeah um the only camps i like actually worked on were the camps that had a reason for me to work on like um copeland's camp is going to fix your bike so i felt like i needed to do all of copeland's missions because i wanted my bike fixed uh and the the tucker camp didn't really have that reason for me though there's story reasons to go to tucker's camp but as uh, stuff like that. Like it's a very uneven experience, but it's still a good experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think like the game's bad or anything like that. I just think it seems like it's, I almost it could have done a better job of like setting up how you do things and explaining things to you. Like it does those little, you know, like pop up things that are like, Oh, bike damage and repairing your bike is the most annoying thing in the world, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, finding scrap, like this popping hoods of other cars. Yeah. Like, most annoying thing is when you pop a hood of a car, and it's not going to give you scrap. It's going to give you a muffler filter or whatever, yeah. or a filter for your Suppressor. gun. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, I need scrap right now. Yeah, or you're at max and like, all right, let me go fix my bike for a second. Let me go back and pick this piece up after I fix my bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and like the Nero things are like annoying. I thought I got rid of all the horns at one of them and I didn't, you know. But well, it's the, the, the first one, they put all the horns on the Nero station. But then as yeah. you do more, it's like, no, they're spread out. And it's like, oh. Yeah. So I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a blast. I'm very much committed to playing pretty much the whole. I, I'm t- to playing the entire game on stream. So when I'm playing it, and, and I hate streaming only for like an hour. So I don't know if you guys have noticed. Like I don't really like I. I want to sit down and play a game and stream for a little while so people can have a chance to, you know, get invested in it and things like that. Versus like oh I'm just going to stream for like 45 minutes. Like I can't stand that. Like I, I don't want to do that. Um, I like doing that. <laughs> Played a little bit more, like just a little bit of MLB, uh, dabbled in a little bit of Destiny again, just kind of just cleaning up some stuff that I need to, that I wanted to work on. Um, so, and then again, like I've mentioned before, like Destiny is just my game that I play when I just don't want to really want to think about anything. And, and we had a rough week, so I spent some time just like not thinking about things. So it's your comfort food. Yeah, it's better than eating because I'll get really fat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, watching, still watching like SWAT and NCIS. Um, we're going to see Endgame uh, by the time you guys have, have uh, listened to this recording. We, I will have seen Endgame. So um, I made the mistake of not pre-buying tickets ever. Um, and then, uh, you know, my wife and I were talking and I'm like, oh, let's just go like Saturday afternoon. And uh, like we tried to like buy tickets on like Wednesday for Saturday afternoon and like that wasn't happening. <laughs> so. Um, and then, you know, this personal note, like my, my wife's grandmother, we celebrated her 90th birthday on Saturday. So that was, that took up a significant chunk of, of my time. It was great to, you know, hang out with my wife's family and stuff like that. So, and, uh, that's pretty much it for me. That is. So, um, Twitter questions, emails, comments. Remember, you can send us emails to podcast at psnation.com. You can send us questions uh, using hashtag AskPSNation on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, the first question comes from Lebitsky, uh, who bought a T-shirt, made a really cool video about it. So, like, we appreciate that. And he writes, uh, I think Days Gone might be the most underrated PlayStation exclusive. 
Do you think the game got hurt review-wise due to Sony giving the media the game early before patches were out? I personally like Days Gone a ton, enjoying it more than Uncharted 4 and Detroit, and I think it's up there with God of War and Horizon, personally. Clutching my pearls right now. (laughs) Um, Having played God of War and having played Uncharted 4 and a somewhat significant amount of time in Days Gone, I think you might be stretching it a little bit. I'm not saying what you do or don't like. like Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I don't think it's necessarily on that caliber. I think it's close. Um, something for me, at least for it to be near that caliber, something significant is going to have to happen in the story. I have read or heard a lot of discussion of people comparing the gunplay in days gone to the gunplay in uncharted one. Um, God, I have to like put myself back in time. Yeah. Um, it's tighter than uncharted one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a weird comparison, but yeah. Um, I think, Patches do play a part in it because a lot of my issues with the game were audio video uh, issues that they've slowly, not slowly, like pretty rapidly patched out. Um, Dave, did we talk about patches before we recorded or during recording? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But like there was like a 13, the, there was like. Yeah, the, you, what, you said that already. Yeah, like two, two yeah. or three patches in, since the game's launched. Yeah there, there, yeah, there was like the day one patch that came like a day or two before. And then there was a patch like the day, uh, another patch the day before release. The day one patch part two. <laughs> day uh, negative so th- two patch. Day yeah, so. Patch. <laughs> the, but there's still some issues, but I, I, Dave informed me there was another patch that just released like a day or two ago. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, okay. So in reference to this question, though, for, for you, Michael. So let's take the audio issues aside. Let's just, let's just say the game audio-wise ran fine. You gave it a seven and a half. How much of that would have possibly increased your score? Not a point and a half. No, no, it it would probably point it would pr- based on the, the story and how the story's rolled out, it would probably only bump it a point five to an eight. Yeah, um, I, and I agree. Like right now, that's kind of where I'm feeling in my mind of like, you know, again, it's it's not, it's not like it's it's grabbing me enough to say, hey, like I I want to play the game, but it's not like like I'm like okay, I'm I'm okay stopping right now. Versus like when I play other games, when I play God of War, when I play Uncharted, I'm like. Uh, it's 1130 at night. I I, I want to see what happens next. I don't care if I have to be at work in four hours. Like, I'm going to stay up and finish this next chapter. I don't have that feeling with Days Gone. Yeah, there was never a time in Uncharted 4 where I was like, all right, I think I'm done. You know, like an hour in or two hours in. Yeah. Uh, I didn't stop playing that game. I beat that game in a couple sessions. Yeah. Um, Days Gone has its moments. I don't know if it, it it just is executed properly enough, but again, we're not like discrediting that you're enjoying the game. Like you it, enjoy what, you know, anything that you like. Um, but it's definitely one of those ones where I think it's a good PlayStation exclusive. I just don't know. Uh, after like God of War, Spider-Man, uh, Detroit to a lesser extent or, or like, okay. It, the games you listed, I would put, God of War, Uncharted, and Horizon in that top tier. I would say this is on par with like a Detroit. Um, mm. in terms of where Detroit fits in like the grand scheme of things in terms of PlayStation exclusives. Uh I know Dave, you you like Detroit more than I did, but I would kind of put I'm not it in, really that far into it. I mean, just from my previews, I haven't gotten deeper into it. Yeah. So uh but I, I I feel like uh, days gone it, it, it this takes a little too long to get where it, it it's in a good rhythm uh and even when it is at its best it's not as good as those other games 
but um, I'm interested to see what they do with like future content for the game and everything like that because I still enjoyed it. I I was a little upset when I, I was reading other reviews uh, and people didn't seem to like Deacon. Um, and I grew to like Deacon. Like I, I said in my review, like he's kind of a generic character at first and he he grows on you and he becomes a little bit uh, of a better character at, with depth. Um, so it's definitely one of those scenes where when I was reading reviews and people were talking shit about Deacon, I was just like, I really like Deacon. Uh, like I, I, I grew to like him. Um, like there's some really good characters in that game. Uh, Deacon and Boozer are great. Um, Ricky's a great character. There's some interesting characters in that game. Uh, but yeah, these guns good. Yeah. So you want to take the next one? Sure. You did this cause it's launching the numbers. This is from, no, at, I didn't. I didn't notice <laughs> it. This is from at Kyle nine, six, one, two, eight, three, Oh six. What games are y'all looking forward to releasing the most? Uh, is there anything right now on a release schedule? I tried to think of beyond <laughs> PlayStation exclusives. And honestly, there wasn't a lot. Uh, for for me, it was like Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two, or like the two games I'm interested in the most. Uh, but that's kind of it. There's not really a lot of uh, third party games. At least part of why I'm not. really interested in E3. Like it's like it's like I want to see like what they're gonna say in June is coming out in November and October. Like we don't usually like right around this time is where like the next Call of Duty strategically leaks whatever it's mm-hmm. gonna be, and the rumors of another remasters are hovering around out there about Call of Duty. Um, there's rumors about Watch Dogs 3 and a siphon filter. I'm sorry, not that one. A Splinter Splinter Cell. Cell. Sorry. Yeah, there's rumors about a Splinter Cell, um, you know, and and things like that. And I'm hoping to see, like, I want to know what, like, Ubisoft has up a sleeve. I want to know what Activision has up their sleeve. They've got to have something going on because they've lost a lot of games recently. You know, it can't just be Call of Duty, you know, like, and, you know, like, and they've got Sekiro that just came out. So they've got to have something, you know, other than Call of Duty for the fall, hopefully. What that is, I have no idea. Um, you know, like Borderlands 3 is getting a lot of hype. There's a gameplay reveal for Borderlands 3 this week. I don't know why we're not going to that because I would have loved to have seen that. Sorry. TK, Gearbox. So, like, you know, like that's the, you know, like, I, we, I'm pretty sure they've said Assassin's Creed is taking this year off, right? Yeah, which is why the Watchdog rumors are kind of increasing because yeah. this would be a year for Watchdogs if they yeah. continue. I mean, that. I know that it's getting close to maybe like maybe an announcement for another another Ghost Recon game. Um, you know, like in terms of, you know, things like that. Um, and it's, there, there's gotta be something like, you know, like ultimately like we're in the 25th anniversary for Sony. They've got to have something up there, you know, like that, like a, coming out in three months or coming out in two months, like uh, as quiet as Sony's been other than talking about the next gen specs, like they, like they need to start this ball rolling because like, yeah. this fall is looking pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. And, I like, mean, in, in, in six weeks that could totally change. Like, cause, cause I was kind of thinking last of us part two would be this year, but they just finished shooting like last week, <laughs> like the, you know, Neil Druckmann put out like the post of like, we just shot the final scene and I'm just like, Oh God, if you're still shooting mocap, what does that mean for development? Cause I don't really have that much of an idea of how long development takes. Right. Um, so like, what is Sony's marquee game uh, uh, this year? Because I have a feeling Ghosts and Death Stranding are going to be next gen, uh, next gen cross gen. Which I, I didn't put it in the news, but uh, Sony confirmed the PS4 is not coming out before March 2020. They said you will not see the PS4 this holiday or before March 20, uh, March 2020. 
which means holiday 2020 is very possible. So I could totally which see is Ghost. What I think all of us were saying. So. Yeah. They just like confirmed it in like the the, the cleanest way possible. Um, so I don't expect to see Ghost this year or Death Stranding. So it's The Last of Us doesn't even sound like that's a, a sure thing. Um, but like I, that's why I think this year's E3 is going to be interesting because without Sony there, there's a huge space for a third party game to surprise everyone or to take up the airspace that Sony's leaving. Uh, what's the game? Um, is it going to come out? This, the, the, well, that and then the other one too. Um, the Ubisoft game that we don't get to see. Um, the monkeys. Uh, crap. Oh, um, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's like yeah. the monkey game. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of stuff that we like we haven't like heard anything about. You know, like aside from Sony, I'm trying to think of some other you know like developers like you know like you know EA Star Wars game is coming out this fall. Like, hopefully that's something that you know like is you know good. And whatever you know other studios EA has working with, you know, like whatever they're doing for Apex or they've got to have they're you know, they're having a press conference. They've, they've got to announce something else. Like, is there going to be another battlefield version of a game? Like, so there's plenty of things. And I just, like, I, I know that people are really worried about E3, but I think like, it's just really quiet right now. Like the water is really, really calm. And this is, uh, I, I know this is a little off topic. This is the last year E3 is going to be in LA, correct? Uh, well, the contract with the convention center yeah, is at the yeah. end, it's up at the end of this year. Now, if that gets extended or whatever, who knows? Yeah. But, I don't know why that this popped in my head. But I'm, I feel like this is like this is last year. For well, and then how these studios? Okay, like Ubisoft has their own press conference. Um, Bethesda yeah. has their own press conference. Microsoft is going to have a press conference, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The Square so, announced theirs. Yeah. So does that mean that like certain studios are going, you know, like we're going to have the same question. Like, is is Microsoft going to let these studios come to them and say like, yeah, we're bringing our game out and it's coming out on PlayStation 4? Or are they going to like try to hold like how are these studios going to be able to release their games when, you know, there's now there's, you know, two major developers, you know, publishers that aren't Sony and EA that aren't having a press conference. Like, yeah. how are we going to find out about another Battlefield game? Is it just going to be like, oh, it's on the show floor at EA Play? I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, yeah, because like EA just basically said they'll do like dev interviews, so I guess that's how they reveal it. But then like those time slots are going to be crucial with all the uh, press conferences spread out. Like, are they going to like squeeze in their Battlefield announcement in between like the Square press conference and a Microsoft press conference? Because yeah, they know like, people are they're going to be always live streaming and they're going to have people on stage at certain times to announce certain things, and hopefully those times conjure in like high views for them not when they're going against Microsoft's press conference. It's going to be hosted by influencers and like which ones and. <laughs> so there's a lot a lot of questions and and every time i get an email from about e3 i'm like really reading it to see what's in there and i'm i'm already seeing like unannounced one i'm like damn it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not saying who unannounced one is for <laughs> i don't even know yeah because you don't get the email <laughs> <laughs> um through twitter again using hashtag aspsnation at sasquatch shaggy says so other than video games what other hobbies do you guys have uh, for me, it's sports. Um, I enjoy basketball and baseball, softball, um, and outdoors in general. Like, yeah, it sounds kind of weird. Like camping, I you know, <laughs> I, I like to you know go camping, and I don't really hunt. Um, ironically enough, I know that's my last name, but I don't do that. Ah. <laughs> 
Um, so, but I mean, like uh, softball starting up for me pretty soon. I'll play one, maybe two leagues. So I'll play about four games a week, probably. Um, and then, you know, we'll go on vacation, stuff like that, like camping sometimes. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah, for me, um, it's producing podcasts that I never release. Um, I currently have like two side projects that I've just been like working on and working on, and I just haven't released them yet. Uh, that takes up a lot of my time. That's why we don't let Michael edit the podcast because you guys actually want the show on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you should see how many test episodes I've made my friends record that I'm going to release them one day. Um, I used to be into sports, but I just kind of got tired of sports talk for some reason. Um, mostly people at work just because like I realized I can fake of sports talk and they don't notice. Like, uh, Dave, Dave, ask me about uh, a, the game yesterday. <laughs> Did you watch the draft, Michael? No, but man, they really shouldn't have picked that player. Um, <laughs> there was really better picks on the board. Uh, yeah. So like sports talks, this seems very generic and never changes really. And I just kind of like, I used to put on the ESPN to go to sleep. Um, and that's where I would gain most of my sports knowledge. Uh, so about 11 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then like, since I don't have cable anymore, I don't have ESPN to put me to sleep. So my sports talk just hit kind of generic. Um, and then the white Sox traded Chris sale and I lost all hope. Uh, but Anderson has given me hope again. So I might start watching again because anderson's cool as hell um but yeah uh hobbies like video games is pretty much the the biggest hobby um i have uh just because i I don't still play like board games and stuff like that though right like not really like getting my group of friends together is like really difficult especially like when we were doing D D. like it was really hard to get everyone together for that um is walking a hobby i like walking um but yeah, no, it's mostly just uh, video games and just like I obsessively binge TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't really have any like cool hobbies. I used to play basketball a lot. But again, the same situation as you get older, it's just like I would have to join a league like Dave does for softball because just gathering your friends just to pick up, <laughs> do a pickup game as you get older is just really damn difficult unless you get everyone to like commit to something. Because uh, I would play basketball like once a week, uh, but it's just getting more and more difficult to like gather like five people uh, and be like, "Hey, let's play. Let's let's just, let's just go to a court and fight teenagers <laughs> in basketball." Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, most of the time, it's just like uh, like keeping track of TV shows and movies, um, and then again, producing podcasts that I will never release, apparently. I'm getting really close to releasing one. One of them is really close. Uh, so yeah. before or after the PS5? Uh, before. Because eventually my friends are going to be like, hey, why are we recording all these? And it's like, because we need to, to be perfect. All right. You want to take the next question? Uh, yeah, this is from uh, Space Ghost. I guess this kind of falls in with our previous discussion. Uh, the one before this one. Uh, PS5 or Xbox 2, who has the better plan? Um, well, I we guess we don't really know anything about the Xbox Two, really. Yeah, but we know that we'll hear about it during E3, so there's a plan we know about. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like the PS5 being announced the way it was, just like a random like Wired article. Um, 
Because if Sony wants to undercut any announcement Xbox makes, they just have to do stuff like that. Uh, but eventually they're going to have to talk. Uh, and they can't let Xbox just have the the mind space, the mind share right now. So that's why I really think um, if Sony's super serious, they'll do a state of play like the week before E3. Mm-hmm. Um, or do it they the week after be, E3. They have to be part of the conversation somehow. Yeah. I think it has to be before, though. Right? It has to be before. Like, a week before, so then you can have things. Or do they wait for Microsoft to make announcements so they can counter it in their state of play? Then, But then I feel like if you're going to do that, then your state of play needs to be the Friday after E3. Yeah, the Friday after E3, and you also have to probably go bigger than what they're ready for. Yeah. Right? Like, you you can't just be like, and this game's going to be released, and here's yeah, a if, look. If they're going to wait until after studios announce things, like Microsoft announces stuff, like, it's going to have to be pretty big. If they do it before, then, you know, they can, like, maybe, you know, it won't be perceived as bad, I guess. Or like, oh, Microsoft beat Sony. Like, oh, okay. Like, but then Sony's like, we still have this other thing versus I feel like if they come out after Microsoft and it's like, oh, well, they just did this. Like, oh, what is that? You know? Yeah, I guess if they would do something after Microsoft, it would be like, guess what? We're holding an event in New York in yeah. a month. Like, that would have to be their announcement. Um, but yeah, I guess it's too early. I mean, right now, I would say Microsoft's got a pretty decent plan in terms of, like, the studios they have acquired. Their services seem to be on point. Um, it's just a matter of can they get their audience to buy another console after they just got them to try and buy the Xbox One X four iterations of this console <laughs> yeah like that, that like there's only so many times you could do that and then just be like all right next gen here we go that's going to be interesting to see if they didn't burn out their audience uh working that way mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i don't know who really has the better plan because to be honest with you we don't really know much of these plans like we don't know how you know like playstation now is going to be integrated into ps5 how backwards compatibility will or won't work you know like we know that vr is going to but you know what extent does backwards compatibility go to what is playstation plus going to look like you know there's a lot yeah i think that playstation plus needs a refresh so yeah playstation plus definitely needs a refresh and it's not just adding ps5 games to it when the ps5 comes out yeah it needs to do something else yeah, and that bundle that we've been asking for for PlayStation Now, like it needs that. I, I feel yeah. like their their services uh, need to be on point because uh, Microsoft is hitting like a nice, like n- Microsoft's in a nice place right now with uh, Game Pass and Xbox Live, especially with that Ultimate bundle, which mm-hmm. I don't think ultimately saves you a ton of money, but it's still like a good idea. I even know like the Microsoft. I even saw like I mean I think we talked about it a month, couple months ago. Like Microsoft stores offering this like pay X amount of dollars per month for 24 months and get an Xbox and it comes with game pass. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I know a couple people that pick that up and you know, they're paying, you know, like they're almost like putting an Xbox one on credit, but it, they get the game pass and everything with it. I, so, I mean, who knows? Like Sony needs to have something and for whatever reason, like, you know, maybe PlayStation now is or isn't it, but they need to have something to PlayStation now needs to have a must have app and it's not old PS4 games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um but thank you guys so much for sending questions and the feedback. Um you can send again, you can send us an email at podcast at psnation.com or you can go to psnation.com, click on the contact us file or uh image and it'll send us it'll take you right to sending us an email. 
You can go to psnation.com slash forums. There's a bunch of conversations going on in there. Uh, what you've recently picked up, like that's that's seen to, you know, a couple people picked up some of the Days Gone Collector's Editions, and there's some different things going on there. What you're listening to, what you're reading, uh, you know, gaming deals. You know, there was talk of like with the Flash show going on last week, and, you know, things like that. Um, Facebook.com slash PS Nation page, where you can give us a like. There's not enough of you have done that. Uh, so please like the page on there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. The main account is at PS Nation. The Michael's account is at the first MJC one ST and mine is at the destiny Dave. And now we're going to talk about who left us reviews. Yeah, we got, uh, two, uh, last time I checked, um, we got one from Sufor, um, in the U S store. Um, he very finally says, does anyone actually read these shout out high fives to the host? Appreciate that review. And then also, we have a first sublime dent gave us our first review on the Polish iTunes store. So we nice. got, so we got a, a, a Polish uh, review. So that's nice. Um, I apologize for pronouncing my name incorrectly. Every time I say it, uh, Polish people always tell me I say my Polish last name wrong. Uh, but thank you for the five star. So review. It's quick, right? It's swick. Uh, but I think it's supposed to be said like sweet. Like speak something like that. It's like like way shorter than what I say it. Basically, I say it like a uh, with an S. So just go find a Polish developer and have them read your name, and then that's how you say it. Dude, I was so close to like I, I want to <laughs> learn Polish because you know how many Polish developers I talked to last year that get really excited when they see my name and then they're like, "Do you speak Polish?" And I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Oh." And like this the, conversation it, just kind of drops. Was, it was like the look that David Cage had on his face when Sony PR introduced me to them. Like, oh, this is Dave with PS Nation. And I was covering Detroit. They're like, oh, he's from Detroit. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Then, I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's a little bit of a shorter show. Again, we're establishing a new normal. And it was a really light new release in Newsweek. Um, so I'm sure we'll have some other stuff. I'm going to play some World War Z. I'm going to play some more Days Gone. I don't think there's really anything else crazy coming out in the next week or so. So, no. uh, so like, I'm going to go see Endgame. So maybe we can, you know, with maybe it's just me and Josh or uh, me and Michael uh, that we can uh, have a little more fun with with some things. I'm not saying that we didn't have fun with Josh, but sometimes he wasn't as up to date as we were on certain things. Like, And so I think that maybe with a more truncated uh, host, we can focus on, on a couple more things and maybe, you know... When when I beat Days Gone in a week or so, like we delve deep into Days Gone, obviously giving the community a fair warning, you know. Yeah. So things like that. So let us know what you guys want to see. Like you know, it's very important to me and to us to hear what you guys want and how you want adjustments. Um, so I hear the feedback of you guys don't aren't like they're, most of our audience does not appear to be a huge game as a service fan. I'm not going to stop playing them, but I don't want to have to talk about them constantly in depth all the time. So. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and please come back next week. Please.